my friends, and welcome again to the Bible Lab, the podcast where we explore major themes from every book of the Bible in order to see how each page points us to Jesus, who he is and what he's done. I'm your host, Andy Wood. Thank you for joining me, friends. This is our fifth episode exploring the book of Jeremiah. We have looked at Jeremiah's denunciation of Judah's sin. We have looked at how Babylon is going to be both the agent and the recipient of God's wrath. And in this episode, we're going to look at what God has to say to the other nations surrounding Judah. So God is sovereign over all, and therefore his judgment will fall on all nations. And that includes superpowers like Egypt and Babylon, and it includes smaller nations surrounding Israel. Like in Jeremiah 47.1, it says, The word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the Philistines before Pharaoh struck down Gaza. The Philistines, Israel's ancient enemy, are a small, even more insignificant people than the Israelites. But they, being humans, being one of God's creations, they answer to him. And so we see this denunciation of sin, not just in Judah, not just in big Babylon, but in all the people of all the earth. And that is still true today. God is God over all the people. And in Jeremiah, Yahweh says he will wage war against these nations and he'll judge them for a number of things. He'll judge them first for their arrogance. Jeremiah 46, 8, denouncing Egypt. It says, Egypt rises like the Nile, like rivers whose waters surge. Egypt says, I will rise. I will cover the earth. I will destroy cities and their inhabitants. And for this pride, they are judged. They're also going to be judged for their mistreatment of Israel. Jeremiah 48, 27, it says, was Israel not a derision to you? Like God, God accusing the nations, haven't you been laughing at and mocking my people? Was he found among thieves that whenever you spoke of him, you wagged your head? mocking and laughing at Israel. We see God announce that he will judge the nations for their worship of idols. Jeremiah 48, 7, because you trusted in your works and your treasures, you also shall be taken. In Chemosh, your false God shall go into exile with his priests and his officials. Now, the placement of these oracles is at the very end of the book of Jeremiah. And interestingly, By the time the last chronological event of Jeremiah happens, the destruction of Jerusalem and the fleeing of Jeremiah and this last remnant down into Egypt, by the time that happens, many of these oracles, which actually are in the book after that event, have already taken place. And the reason these are placed at the end of the book is that Jeremiah is given a sort of future focus. We are looking forward to when Yahweh is going to come and going to deal with sin and injustice and idolatry whenever and wherever it's found. And the way in which Yahweh has judged his enemies in the past is we can look and see what he's going to do to Babylon and what he did to Babylon, what he has already done to particular nations like the Philistines. This is the way that God is going to deal with them in the future. And in fact, not only the the book of Jeremiah, but the entire Bible has this future focus on the judgment of the Lord, on the day of the Lord. And the name Babylon is going to appear again in the Bible at the very end of Scripture in Revelation 17 and 18, when John is describing the destruction of human society in rebellion against God, the name he uses is Babylon. Both Old Testament and New Testament authors use Babylon as an image of human society in opposition to Yahweh and to his people. And to anything and everything that stands opposed to God, judgment is what falls. But thankfully, judgment is not the only word for the nations in the book of Jeremiah or in the story of Scripture. And when we take a closer look at what God says to the nations, these nations that he is condemning for their sin, he also promises to do good to them. 
For example, in Jeremiah 48, 47, God promises to restore the fortunes of the Ammonites, Moabites, and Elamites. Those are people living, some of them very close to Israel, others like the Elamites very far away. But God says, I will restore the fortunes of Moab in the latter days, declares the Lord. And this is actually the exact same expression that God uses in Jeremiah 31, which will be the subject of our next episode, to describe the restoration of Israel at the hands of the Messiah. So Jeremiah is saying that along with Judah, if these nations repent, God would do good to them. Specifically, he'll plant them and tend to them like a gardener taking care of his garden. Jeremiah 12, 14 through 17, Thus says the Lord concerning all my evil neighbors who touch the heritage that I have given my people Israel to inherit. Behold, I will pluck them up from their land, and I will pluck up the house of Judah from among them. And after I have plucked them up, I will again have compassion on them, and I will bring them again each to his heritage and each to his land. And it shall come to pass, if they will diligently learn the ways of my people, to swear by my name, as the Lord lives, even as they taught my people to swear by Baal, then they shall be built up in the midst of my people. But if any nation will not listen, then I will utterly pluck it up and destroy it, declares the Lord. So if the nations repent, if they hear God speak, and if they obey, they too will be blessed and restored by the merciful hand of God. And one of the great tragedies of Israel's disobedience is that they failed to be the conduits of the blessing of Yahweh to the nations that God had intended from the very beginning. The idea of God desiring to bless the nations didn't begin with the Great Commission in Matthew 28. It had been the very heartbeat of God's kingdom purposes from the very beginning. God intended for Adam and Eve to reproduce both physically and spiritually and have children who would have children and would spread out and build societies and nations and would cultivate this beautiful world that God gave so that God's glory would cover the earth. And even after the fall, when God calls Abraham to him and he promises to bless Abraham, he says that he's going to bless Abraham's family so that all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So God has always intended for Israel to not just be the recipient of his blessings, but to be the conduit, the pipeline of his blessings. And they failed. And in so doing, they failed to get the blessing of God. They failed to get the blessing of God to the nations who are perishing in darkness. And I hope you see a parallel in our lives, that we as Christians have been saved by grace, through faith, not a, not a result of works, and we have received God's many blessings so that we may be a conduit of blessing, so that all of the, the time and the talents and the gifts and the money, the possessions, everything we have has been given to us so that we can get this good news of the risen Savior to people who haven't heard. Jeremiah 44, 1 through 3 says, If you return, O Israel, declares the Lord, to me you should return. If you remove your detestable things from my presence and do not waver, and if you swear as the Lord lives in truth, in justice, and in righteousness, the nations shall bless themselves in me, and in me shall they glory. For thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. This is the call of God to his people. He desires to bless us, again, not because we deserve it, but because he's a good and gracious God. And in so blessing undeserving people like us, he hopes to allure unbelieving people to him who might say, I want to come and experience what it feels like to be loved by this God. And this is what God desires. And Israel fails. But God knew that failure was happening. And so he always intended 
to send his son Jesus. He always intended to bring about a new covenant, one that will guarantee the accomplishment of his mission. And that, Lord willing, will be our next episode. But for now, take up and read. God bless.